Attention, ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome. It is indeed Thursday. The week is just flying by, and of course... Today is a big day for court watchers. We have a ruling. So far, I believe the most controversial ruling of the current term, and it deals with New York. Very soon, many of you who have been denied by your government for the past 100 years to carry a concealed weapon to protect yourselves will be able to carry one, say hallelujah, say amen. Now, liberals are beside themselves. Joe Biden, Kathy Hochul, the unelected governess of New York, has decided that she's going to call in uh, the legislature to see what she can do to undermine the Supreme Court law. Adams, Mayor Adams, of course, making statements against it. All of that we will get to, but that is not the only thing the Supreme Court ruled on today. We'll cover in depth. The Supreme Court, by the way, added another decision day. That will be tomorrow, which leads me to believe that the big decision might drop tomorrow. I was speculating earlier before I found out that they had added a date that if Roe v. Wade did not drop today, the decision on Roe v. Wade, that perhaps it would drop next Thursday or Friday. It looks like the Supreme Court wants to bail out. They want June done, June and done. They don't want to stick around for another week. Let's get this over with. So perhaps we will be getting the Roe v. Wade decision. Well, it's the Mississippi case, but the Roe v. Wade decision tomorrow. Before we get into the court, because we're going to spend a lot of time with the court, let me get to some other stories that we would miss if we just spent the time with the court and then went to phones. And by the way, we are going to phones, 800-848-WABC's number to call, 800-848-9222. If you plan on getting a concealed weapon, if you plan on taking advantage of this new change in law, please let us know. If you are opposed, if you think this is going to do more harm than good, this is a terrible decision. Feel free to let us know that, too. Your calls are welcome no matter what side of the political spectrum you are. You will always be treated with respect here, regardless of what side of the political spectrum you may believe in. And let us know what you think. 800-848-WABC, 800 848-9222. Okay, some of the other stories. We'll run through these really quickly. Here's a story from the New York Post. U.S. grocer Publix, I call them pubics sometimes, Publix will not offer COVID vaccine for kids under five. Supermarket giant Publix will not administer COVID-19 vaccinations for children under the age of five despite Federal approval of the shots the company reportedly confirmed this week 
A public spokesperson said the company would not offer the vaccines to children aged four and under at this time. That news originally was reported in the Tampa Bay Times. And uh, so far, the New York Post hasn't heard an additional comment from Publix. It says here that Publix took the stance despite recent guidance from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Center's for disease control and prevention. Maybe what they did was actually study the facts themselves and determine that since children under five have a 0.01% of fatalities with COVID, they didn't understand why the government is trying to force these vaccines on children. Something I have been asking for the better part of a week. Democratic Congress members admit off the record that nobody gives a bleep about January 6th. This story is in BizPack Review today. When a reporter was asked about whether the uh, January 6th incident impinges at all on the election and what truly matters to the American people, she stated that basically nobody gives a fig about it. NBC News now anchor Chuck Todd I think he inherited that Meet the Depressed show, and I don't watch it at all. I didn't watch it since Brian What's-His-Face was doing it, the uh, the other biased one. And then when they gave it to Chuck Todd, I'm like, well, that's that. No more Meet the Depressed for me. Anyway, Chuck Todd asked Politico National Correspondent Betsy Woodruff Swan. I wonder if she's related to the other Woodruff liberal on Wednesday about the issue, and for once, the truth just slipped out over January 6th. She conceded, Miss Swan, Woodruff Swan did, that voters don't care about the January 6th committee hearings, and therefore neither do most Democrats, apparently. Does the January 6th hearing break through at all? He asked after he showed polling that thinks most, that most Republicans are still pretty much aligned with Donald Trump. And she answered, I don't think it does. I've talked to two separate Democrat members of Congress in the last couple of weeks about January 6th. Obviously, I can't say who. And both of them have said offhandedly, nobody gives a bleep about January 6th when they're talking about their districts and the way that elections play out. Well, we knew this. This theater that goes on in the mainstream press. Uh, You're not going to see this on the nightly news tonight on mainstream uh, media in the United States of America. Pro-abortionists, ladies and gentlemen, have swarmed Wisconsin's capital while they're in session. In other words, they had another insurrection out in in Wisconsin. This is not the first time they've done this. This is from AmericanWireNews.com. Pro-abortionists swarm Wisconsin Capitol during session. No arrest. Or FBI DOJ is radio silent. Nothing from the DOJ. Nothing from the FBI. Lawmakers there were gathered for a special session on abortion. Far left abortion advocates insurrected. It's now a verb. I just made it one. They insurrected. They went in. And they tried to take over the Capitol in Wisconsin. 
Of course, liberals are not upset about this. I just told you about this next story. R.V. Wade still up in the air. SCOTUS overturned, maybe Friday. So we don't have to go through that one. Ah, this story. Republicans lash out against Senate gun bill and each other. Now, now, this is really interesting. Because Lauren Boebert and some of the other outspoken Republicans are trashing the Republican senators, 14 of them, to advance this gun legislation. Boebert said, we all know that Bernie Sanders is going to vote to take away your guns. He ran on that platform. But I do think that it's surprising that some of the other 14 senators who ran on preserving Second Amendment rights have decided to turn their back on their commitment. She said, I'm sure we'll even see some in the House, unfortunately, who have touted their support of the Second Amendment and Americans to have the right to keep and bear arms, and they will fold. Another Republican, Representative Thomas Massey, from Kentucky said, we did not anticipate that we will be playing defense against the Republican senators on preserving the Second Amendment. Former President Donald Trump also weighed in. He called Senator John Cornyn of Texas a rhino. He also criticized the turtle, Mitch McConnell, for backing this current gun deal deal. I have an awful story here, but since everyone's concerned about guns, I just thought I'd point out that there are some other awful human beings out here. Um, If this is gruesome, I'm sorry. If you want to shelter yourself from some gruesome news, a Florida man has been arrested for murder, murder, after he allegedly confessed to slitting his wife's throat, then playing her favorite song and holding her hand as she bled to death in a bathtub. Iching Yang, 21, was taken into custody on charges of first-degree murder, tampering with evidence, and the brutal slaying of his wife, Nhu Kunyun Pham. This is up in Altamonte Springs, or down in Altamonte Springs, somewhere in Florida. And there's some gruesome details. But the reason I put it out, see, it wasn't guns. And that reminds me, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene had an interesting exchange with a British reporter who, it sounds like the same babe that went after Ted Cruz a few weeks ago. Same line. Well, we don't have we don't have weapons in in Great Britain, and we don't have mass murders. And when when this was at the end of MTG's um, remarks yesterday on this issue of the gun bill, and this snarky little reporter basically was 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 echoing Democrat Party talking points. And Marjorie Taylor Greene said, well, you guys have plenty of slashings over there in Britain. What are you talking about? The reporter gives her some more snark. And finally, Marjorie Taylor Greene said, listen, why don't you, if you don't like it here, go 
home and not worry about the guns, the not guns in your country. Just go home. Interesting. I'm like, we'll have that sound bite maybe in just, uh, I know it's on news now because we just said it, but still, you may want to hear it in her words. So we'll grab that maybe for the weekend when we have time to play more sound bites. Okay, take a break now. We're going to come back. We will delve into the big Supreme Court ruling today, but I have to tell you there was more than one ruling. It wasn't just the New York concealed weapons today. There were more rulings, and one of them, two of them are actually, to me, big deals. One involves voting rights. There was a ruling on Miranda that, eh, eh, maybe not be such a big deal. And then there was um, uh, a death penalty ruling that I think is interesting. Anyway, James Golden, a.k.a. Boast Nerdy, we are with you here on Boast Nerdy's Rush Hour, 77 WABC Worldwide. And you can call us from any part of the world. We'll be taking your call shortly. Don't go away. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. 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 One of my all-time favorites, Marvin and Tammy. Ain't no mountain high enough here on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Listen, the uh, Supreme Court today, we are going to get to the decision that affects New York, but it doesn't only affect New York. New York is not the only state with these onerous gun rules. New Jersey, for instance, has a set of similar rules, and this could portend the end of those onerous rules as well. So, yes, we'll get to that. Let me quickly run through the other decisions made by the Supreme Court today. Let's start with the death penalty case. The Supreme Court ruled today in a 5-4 decision in favor of a Georgia death row inmate who is pursuing a legal effort to change his method of execution. He stated to uh, die in Georgia from lethal injection, and he raised concerns that, you know, lethal injections, mm -mm -mm -mm, they might cause his severely compromised blood veins to blow, and that means that the, the drugs would leak into his surrounding tissues, cause him intense pain, intense burning. Instead, he wants the firing squad. Now, New Jer- New New Georgia, I'm sorry, Georgia doesn't have a firing squad. But Justice Elena Kagan, writing for the majority, said that the defendants, his name is Nat, Nance, his lawsuit was procedurally proper, and therefore he's allowed to request a form of execution that's not currently permitted in Georgia. She said a prisoner 
must identify a readily available alternative method of ex execution that would significantly reduce the risk of severe pain. In doing so, the prisoner isn't confined to proposing a method authorized by the executing state's law. He can ask for a method used in other states. So now his case can be heard in the lower courts. That's where it's going back to, to see if he can get out of having that pesky little needle put into his arm and instead facing a firing squad. The Supreme Court also ruled today that people do not have the right to sue police officers for violating their civil rights if, 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 if law enforcement officers fail to provide a Miranda warning. Justice Samuel Alito authored that 6-3 to three ruling, and that went along quote-unquote ideological lines. A violation of the Miranda law is not itself a violation of the Fifth Amendment which protects people against self-incrimination. So can't sue police officers if they forget or if you make statements to them before you've been Mirandized. You can't turn around, even if the police officer forgets to give you a Miranda warning, you cannot turn around and then sue uh, that police officer. Now this next case is a little bit more technical. The Supreme Court stuck up for the adversarial process in a voter ID case. Now, what does that mean? What could that possibly mean? Well, this case was Berger versus North Carolina State Conference of the NAACP. So the NAACP was on the other side of this one. The question was whether North Carolina state legislative leaders who are Republican could intervene in a federal lawsuit over the state's voter ID law when the state's elected attorney general, a Democrat, was opposed to the law, and Republicans argue since he was opposed to it, he would likely undermine it in court and not defend the law. Now, there was a similar case involving Arizona versus the city of San Francisco, and the court refused that case. That case dealt with the same kind of issue, whether the Biden administration was going to undermine, undermine a Trump-era rule rather than defend it in court. Court said, no, 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 we don't want that, but they took this one. And as I said, we can get down in the quagmire of this ruling, but when you go through the long and short of it, this ruling, and this ruling, by the way, was an eight-to-one decision. As close to unanimous as it could get without being unanimous. And it found that, yeah, the Republicans in this instance can intervene in this case. The law that is in question also had a provision in the law for, for state legislatures to intervene in case the law wasn't going to be defended by the executive branch in that state. And this is a tactic, ladies and gentlemen, 
that Democrats have perfected to a science. When they're elected and their laws that they don't like, and you've seen this over and over again in cases, you may have heard of it in just, it, it, you know, in one ear and out the other, but this has happened before, where Democrats, once they get in power, decide, oh, no, 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 we're not going to, for instance, with immigration, we're not going to defend this immigration law because we believe in sanctuary cities. We believe in sanctuary. We don't believe in the immigration law. So our attorney generals, especially these Soros attorney generals, refuse to defend the laws that are on the books. Well, this case involved voter ID, and as you might figure, the NAALCP, that's what Rush used to call them, the NAALCP, National Association of Liberal Colored People, the NAALCP, was against the idea that there should be voter ID. Just like, I mean, they are, look, they're a subsidiary of the Democrat Party. They're not interested in civil rights. Those days are long past. They don't care anything about civil rights. All they care is about is Democrats and whatever the Democrat, their Democrat masters tell them to do. So they're opposed to voter ID. And they didn't want their their attorney general in the state, it was felt by Republicans, wasn't going to do a good job defending this in court. And so... The case went all the way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has signed on with the idea that Republicans and the parties are inconsequential. The idea is that the adversarial relationship now, a legislature can, under certain circumstances, step in and defend a law when the other party in power doesn't defend it. And this is a really big deal because this will, Republicans in state government use this effectively. This is going to put an end to a lot of the games that Democrats have been playing in the court system for the last 15, 20 years. Okay, guns. We'll take a break. When we get back, let's talk about New York and the 100-year-old gun case that has been decided today by the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour continues right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley on 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Now, some of you might have heard the news, and it's real. As of today, it's going to be completely legal for you New Yorkers, you city folk, to have guns, concealed weapons. I got it on me. I got it on me. You can run up if you want. Now. I know right now that only the criminals could get guns easy in New York up until now, but fairly soon, you're going to be able to go in and get the gun of your choice carried with you for some protection. Well. So I need you to keep one thing in mind. These guns, they ain't playthings. These things are deadly. Y'all need to get some training with that. 
Looked like somebody just walked over your grave. But I got one message from those of us in the rest of America. Welcome to the club. How's freedom? That's good for you. We'll be here on Boss Nerdist Rush Hour, 4 o'clock. Enjoy yourself. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, you in New York, you New Yorkers, y'all have some freedom now. Here's what happened, ladies and gentlemen. The Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, on Thursday struck down, I say they struck it down. They struck down this New York law that placed strict limits on carrying guns outside of the home. They said it was at odds with our American Second Amendment. The ruling was only the court's second major statement on the scope of individual constitutional right to keep and bear arms, and its first on how the right applies to firearms in public places. This decision, ladies and gentlemen, has far-reaching implications particularly in cities. This is what the news report says from the New York Times. But let me just amend this statement a little bit. The decision has far-reaching implications, particularly in cities, blue cities, that are run by Democrats where only criminal types can get guns easily. And now it has implications for these cities that have sought to address gun crimes by putting restrictions on who can carry them. But that really should read by putting restrictions on law-abiding people who carry them. Because the criminals have no restrictions. They don't follow the law. Never have, never will. The ruling comes after a spate of mass shootings reinvigorated the debate over gun control. The Senate is close to passing a bipartisan package of gun safety measures, a major step toward ending a year-long stalemate in Congress. The vote was 6-3, to three, with the court's three liberal members in dissent. And now when there's a 6-3 to three ruling, most of the time it calls for a celebration because it means that Justice Alito, Justice Thomas, Justice Gorsuch, Justice, yes, Joan Roberts, and Justice Kavanaugh are all in agreement. And that has just got to have every die-hard liberal partisan in this country ready to pull their hair out. So, the complaints have been numerous already. But the reason this went to the court in the first case was it had been bubbling up in the appeals court. And Judge Jay 
S. Bybee, who was appointed by George W. Bush in the appeals court, had ruled in a case in Hawaii, Ninth Circuit, that our review of more than 700 years of English and American legal history reveals a strong theme. The government has the power to regulate arms in the public square. Federal Appeals Court in Chicago, on the other hand, struck down the Illinois law that banned carrying guns in public. So you see you had cases falling on this in different parts. The Supreme Court had to get in and fix this thing up. And boy, did they. Now, back in 2017, Justice Thomas, who wrote the opinion on this one, I believe, said he had detected a distressing trend, the treatment of the Second Amendment as a disfavored right. For those of work, <clears throat> for those of us, said Justice Thomas, who work in marbled halls, guarded constantly by a vigilant and dedicated police force, the guarantees of the Second Amendment might seem antiquated and superfluous. superfluous. But the framers made a clear choice. They reserved to all Americans, all Americans, all Americans, the right to bear arms for self-defense. And today, in New York, that law, this is a hundred-year-old law in New York that has been struck down. As I said, there are neighboring states, and others maybe not neighboring, too. There are similar restrictions to this restrictive New York gun law of the past now in Maryland, California, New Jersey, Hawaii, and Massachusetts. So you look for some action to happen there. Now, of course, New York's whiny governor, unelected governor, Kathy Hochul, issued a very long statement. And Joe Biden also issued a statement. And she said that um, Hochul, she made remarks last night. We just received some very disturbing news from Washington. That the, uh, today, that the Supreme Court of the United States of America has stripped away the state of New York's right and responsibility to protect its citizens with a decision, which we are still digesting, which is frightful in its scope, on how they are setting back this nation and our ability to protect our citizens back to the days of our founding fathers. And the language we're reading is shocking. Well, now let's just parse this, because her statement goes on and on and on. I'm not going to bore you with it, but let's just parse this first part. She's saying the Supreme Court stripped away the state of New York's right and responsibility to protect its citizens. Well, what kind of job are you doing? You're not doing a very good job at that, Ms. Hochul. You let these criminals out of jail at every turn so that they can murder, rape, pillage the citizens of New York, and then you stand here on your hind and mighty hind quarters and say that you're protecting the citizens of New York? You haven't been protecting anybody. And that's why citizens feel the need to at least protect themselves. Because you and your phony Democrats, you protect the criminals. You don't protect the people of New York. Your interest is protecting the criminal class. You let them out of jail. 
You give them every kind of break that you can so that they continue their life of crime. And you don't honor or respect the victims of that crime, whether they be businesses that are robbed to the point that they have to close, or whether they be citizens who are thrown on subway tracks, who are beat up and killed as they try to enter in their homes, or whether they're shot by some of these drive-by hoodlums who continue to go in and out of jail just so they can get more practice and education at being a gangster? You haven't protected anybody. You and your Democrats are a bunch of frauds. And this idea that your party protects people is nonsense. And wait till November, Ms. Hochul. Maybe not in New York, but around the rest of the country. And some of these, you people are going to get turned out of office in record numbers. Because you can't even protect children. You let the pedophiles and the groomers have at the children's in school. You don't protect them. Here's a brief aside. Let me, let, me, let me read you this. Let me read you this. California, this is from where? This is from Fox News today. California Hospital offers puberty blockers, sex hormones, to children as young as age three. They claim they're fully reversible. The UCSF, Benioff Children's Hospitals, says it's prioritizing social justice and health equity. Children, three years old, being given puberty blockers. You Democrats don't protect anybody. You're in favor of groomers. You're in favor of abusers. You're in favor of criminals. That's who you protect. You don't protect the citizens of this great country. And thank goodness we finally have a Supreme Court that actually reads our Constitution and takes it seriously. So you and your Democrats, Ms. Hochul, yeah, 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 have your little special, have your little legislative session. Try to undermine it because you'll be back in court and you'll lose again. Your call is coming up next. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Don't forget, by the way, John Katsimatidis is up next. Cats at night. He'll probably be a little bit less excited than I am right now. And if I'm yelling, I apologize. This just works me up to no end. This pompous, self-righteous creature that calls herself the governor of New York, claiming that she protects people. She's the one standing in the way of getting rid of this bail reform that lets these criminals get out of jail. She's not doing anything but protecting her own backside from the progressives in her party who are out of their mind crazies. Back right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Bo Snerdley. On 77 WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. 
It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. Isley Brothers, bring us back. Fight the power. And that is exactly what happened today. This corrupt Democrat power in New York has finally been taken to court and they lost. Let's head to the telephones. Howard, Long Island, New York. Thank you for waiting. What's on your mind this afternoon, Howard? Hey, Bo, I just want to say I love your show. I love your taste in music. I wonder how many times we bumped into each other either in Woolworths or May's department store on Jamaica Avenue. But to get to the point, I just want to say that um, I applied for a permit in Suffolk County, and I was told that the wait would be 13 months. I checked recently. They said I might have to wait another 13 months. And this is just for like a sportsman thing. But I just want to know when all this settles down, how long do you think it's going to take for the average person like myself that's never been arrested, doesn't have a police record, to actually get one of these carry permits? Well, if Kathy Hochul has her way, she and the Democrats are going to try to find a way to undermine this new Supreme Court ruling so that you'll still have to wait 13 months, and then another 13, and then another 13. However, I think that this has enough juice right now, this ruling, that if these Democrats try to undermine it, they're going to be thrown back into court, and and it will once again be resolved in your favor, in the favor of freedom. So I don't know the exact answer to it. I think when we see what law is finally written that, that passes constitutional muster, in New York, that will define it. I'm hoping that you will just have to have a waiting period no longer than what the average person in free states have. Free states like Florida, free states like South Dakota, okay, where you can go and exercise your Second Amendment right without government lackeys in the Democrat Party trying to step in the way. Thank you, Howard. Let us go to Tony, uh, Tony in Nassau, Long Island. How are you, Tony? All right, Bo. I'm doing good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. I'm a. Uh, I'm a. I, first off, I wanted to thank you for playing. Uh, actually, stop playing that. That Hokel hyperbole, as I call it, or going on about how you know it's doomsday. We're going to turn to the Wild West. Um, I'm a pistol license holder in Nassau County, um, on Long Island. And when I applied for my permit years ago, probably about a decade ago, I was told the only thing you can apply for out here is a hunting or target permit because the full carry was unless you're Chuck Schumer or somebody, you know, a celebrity or something like that, you're not getting it. Um, and it affects, it affects, you know, we're not criminals. I'm a lifetime member of the NRA. I'm a law abiding citizen. And this is a victory for all of us. I mean, it's, we've been oppressed for so long. I mean, with the target and hunting, I can, I have a second residence in Pennsylvania. I wanted to get a Pennsylvania carry permit because I have that target and hunting on there and it's not unrestricted. They won't give me one. So, this is a victory for us all to protect our families because these politicians, they're surely not doing it. The politicians don't care about you and your families one bit, Tony. 
They care about the criminals and their little progressive voters who could care less about people like you who obey the law, who pay the taxes, who keep this country running. I'm so glad, Tony, to hear from you. Thank you so much. Let us go to Queens. Etha, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, it's Bo Snerly's Rush Hour. Hi, Hi, James. Uh, I think we need constitutional revolution for this uh, constitution was framed by genius, founding fathers, and now we're finding people with half brain or no brain at all, like Joe Biden says, the Second Amendment is not obsolete. I think we need to dust off our laws to remove any law that's limiting our freedom as the founding father imagined and wrote it with God-given rights, and they just listed them on paper. Okay, now, Ether, I couldn't agree with you more except for one point. We had a constitutional revolution. His name was Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump made a pledge to America that if elected, he would appoint judges to the Supreme, justices to the Supreme Court that actually believed in the United States Constitution and would uphold it. Today's six to three ruling absolutely shows what can happen when you have a president that keeps his promises to the people that voted for him and not to the special interest groups. And remember this, the establishment Republicans and the Democrats both stabbed him politically in the back every opportunity they could, and yet he prevailed. And today we have this ruling, and tomorrow we could be seeing the end of legalized genocide in America, thanks to Donald J. Trump and the justices that are now sitting on the Supreme Court who have respect for the United States Constitution and who actually are not looking to find rights that don't exist in it, but rather to recognize exactly the rights that the founding fathers and the framers of this Constitution put into writing that made America a unique and exceptional nation. Thank you, Ether. Peter, Staten Island, you're on. Welcome. Right to your point, please. Hey, boy. Uh, Bo, it's a step in the right direction. But like you said, with Hochul, they'll be delaying this. When I go down to the Pagata, I have an armed guard with me all the time because I'm trained in the martial arts. My hands are registered and not to have any kind of problems. I don't even have my closest friends don't even put their hands on me or horse around because they know I react. It's like automatically. So it's a step in the right direction. And uh, your show is great. I love it. And thanks for getting the message out. Thank you, Peter. Let us go to Ohio. Jay, you're on WABC Worldwide. This is Bo Snerly's Rush Hour. What's on your mind this afternoon, Jay? Well, that was the best thing that that could happen because you can go anywhere in the United States. People have guns, and it actually makes the environment safer for the police, and it makes it safer for the average citizen who's just out here just trying to live and just take care of their families. That's, that's great news. That's Thank all you, about Jay. MAGA. That's all about MAGA, man. Thank you. Appreciate it so much, Jay. Let us go to Manhattan. Manhattan, New York. And Tony, welcome. You're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Thank you very much. All I have to say is that when I came to live in New York in 1962, I'm 81. So you know how long I've been in my city, your city, our city, 
when it was our city. Now it's not a shadow of what we used to see, and you know very well. Today, you made me call because I call all the time, since ABC was only music. Today, and always, you say something that, my God, if they don't understand, I know who they are. You talk like it is. You talk like you tell everybody what they are. I am 30 or 40 years being in this kind of atmosphere because I was 11.99 for 20 years, board of directors, community advisory board for the Metropolitan Hospital for more than 20 years. And I know that I used to say what you said. They like it or not. It's the way you see it and it's the way we feel. Keep up going. You have a good staff. Thank you, Tony. I so appreciate your call. I want to grab some other callers. You are my man, Tony. Thank you. Appreciate that. Let's stay in Manhattan briefly. Rob, welcome. WABC, you're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. Yes, I have a question. I would like to know where Patrick Lynch and the PBA stands on this issue. After all, the fair members that are going to have to protect the public, Do they are they for it? Are they against it? Have they put out a policy? Also, this ruling, if some mayor comes in and decides to go back to stop and frisk, will this ruling prevent that mayor from doing stop and frisk now that you can, can carry concealed weapons? Thank you very much. Interesting. What an, Rob, thank you. What an interesting point. How would this affect stop and frisk? Now, what happens, and most gun, gun owners know this, that if you are stopped by the police, the first thing you do is alert the police that you are a legal legal gun holder. And if you have a weapon, you let the officer know right away, officer, I have a weapon and I am legally permitted to have this weapon. You do that for your own safety as well as the officer's safety. It will be interesting to see what the police take is on it. And you said the police are are out to protect you. Well, tell that to the people on the New York subway. Tell that when these demons, when these finks, when these vultures, when these horrible, savage criminals attack innocent people on the subways. Tell when when you attack, when you're attacked coming into your house, that the police job is to protect you. These days, thank you to a lot of the cuts that have been made, we don't even have as many police on the force as we did when Giuliani was running things. Okay, so the police, good luck with that. Today is the day when if you need to protect yourself and your family, your United States Supreme Court today said yes That is your right as an American citizen, and don't mistake it. Once again, thank you, Donald J. Trump. That's it for us. Catch at night up next. Back tomorrow. Princess of Policy, Diana Mee, with us tomorrow. It might be another historic day at the court. We'll see. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. And we'll see you tomorrow here on WABC Boston Nervous Rush Hour. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.